The reason that you really should be glad that you came here this morning is we have a special guest. Uh, Leon and LaShondre Dasrath are here from South Africa. Would you both just stand up? Leon, you better, you better start making your way up here because it might take you a minute with that crutch. So start working your way up here. Uh, I've known Leon for, I don't know, six, seven years now since we met in South Africa. Uh, he works with Issachar Ministries, which is one that we uh, are associated with. Paul Simpson, many of you will remember from being here. Uh, I think it's been a year and a half already, but we talk about him a lot in the Issachar ministry, so you should be familiar with that if you've been around here very long. Um, I've, I, well, this has been years in the making, really, Leon, trying to get you here. So he's here. It's their first time, not only in Montana, but in the United States of America. So would you please give an American, Montana, and Helen and welcome to Leon Dasrath. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, apparently I got a very funny laugh, but uh, I enjoy laughing. So, guys, it's so good to be here this morning. Um, pastor JR, your pastor, uh, we've been speaking about the possibility of, of me getting here or some of us from Isika trying to get here, but my heart was really bleeding for a very long time, ever since I met uh, uh, JR in South Africa, uh, really just to come and to serve and to be a part of what, of what you guys are doing here. And uh, I also had the opportunity of meeting my brother Jason uh, in 2017, um, also back in South Africa. We were part of a group together, uh, which was super amazing. And so here we are. The Lord has finally opened up that door where we can come and we can be with you guys and just, yeah, in a way, just really, just bless. We, we, we're not coming to tell you what to do. We're not coming to, we're coming to bless what you're already doing. Uh, and that's the joy of ministry. Um, but before we even get into that, I want to bring a special welcome from, um, from South Africa, uh, especially with the group that we're involved in, uh, Isika Alliance. The leadership on that side really sends their greetings, and, and guys are actually praying for us at this very moment. I think it's an evening now for them, uh, whilst it's a morning here for us. But also, I bring a greeting from my family, which is my, uh, my beautiful wife, Chanel, and our little daughter, Gabriella. Uh, They're they really missing us at this moment, uh, but they know that uh, we're here to, to serve the purposes of God in everything that, that, uh, that he's doing. And so, once again, they're also praying for us this morning, and they send their special greetings. Amen? Amen? That's good, because thank you for that. Guys, like, listen, I'm from Africa, and, and, and we get loud sometimes. Uh, we enjoy using the word amen and hallelujah. So if you agree with me, say amen. Don't just be silent. Hallelujah? Come on, now we're talking. Now I feel like I'm in Africa again. <laughs> no, that's cool. So guys, uh, I really feel God is going to, God, God, God has already started a work amongst us. Um, I, I really feel like even, even at the time when we, when we were worshiping, um, there was just such a gentle presence or a move of God. And you know, you know, sometimes we have this, this mentality of thinking, okay, stuff will happen at the end of the service, and probably it will. Uh, we want to trust God for that this morning. But I believe God has already started doing a work in your own life. 
Um, I believe that some of you, if, if, even as I'm going to be sharing, some of you are going to be getting healed in your body where, where no one actually lays a hand on you, but you're going to feel like, yay, something happened there. Um, and that is God. Because that's the type of God that we serve. He is, he, he is a God of love. He is a God of peace. And he's, he, he's a God who is with us. And he's with us this morning. And, and I really want to encourage you, if you listen to absolutely nothing that I say this morning, I would not be offended. But if you embrace the presence of God, that will bring glory to him. Amen? Amen. 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 And, so, and, so, and so that's my heart. That, that has been my prayer this morning. Like, 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 Lord, I want you to shine this morning. I want you, your name to be, to be glorified amongst us. And so basically what I'm going to be doing this morning, I'm going to take you on a journey in terms of who we are. Uh, and when I say who we are, I'm included in that, and so I'm going to share a bit of my story. I had the opportunity uh, during the course of the week, uh, being with the young adults, where I really went a bit in-depth with, 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 with where God has brought me from and what He has done in my life. And so for, for this morning, I'm going to be just, in a way, just breezing over it, but giving you a foothold in terms of, okay, this, this is who Leon is. Uh, and this is what God is doing. But even though I'm sharing what God has been doing and how he's been leading me, guys, we all have a testimony. <laughs> we all have stuff that God has done, and it doesn't have to be super, super duper in order for you to, to, to share your testimony. You, we all come from different backgrounds, and God has... The, the one thing we have in common is that we all were lost, but now we have been found. Yes. Amen. And it's by the blood of Jesus that we have been found again and we have been forgiven. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that the blood of Abel cries out for revenge, for vengeance. But the blood of Jesus speaks mercy and forgiveness. And he calls us into his fold to be with him. Hallelujah. Friends, I don't know where you are this morning, and I, I'm, I am not at a place to make any judgment, but you know exactly where you are, whether your life this morning is with Jesus or not. You may have just been coming to church. That makes you a churchgoer. You may have been reading your Bible. That makes you a Bible reader. You may have been praying, and that makes you a person who prays. But maybe, maybe you haven't surrendered your heart to Jesus. And this morning, I would plead with you. I would plead with you that as... The Lord comes and he knocks upon the door of your heart. Don't harden your heart against him. But open your heart because he wants to do a wonder and a work in you. Hallelujah. So this three-part journey is going to focus on, on three things. And it's, and it's something that we do in our discipleship kind of a model where we teach people how to, how to share your testimony with others. And it, and, and it goes in three parts, your life before Christ, your life with Christ, and your future with Christ, right? And so, and so that's the form I'm, I'm, I'm going to take this morning. And so life before Christ, in Genesis chapter, chapter 50, verses 20, so, so what you would find is that I'll be, I'll be jumping around different scriptures, but Genesis chapter 50 is one I want to open up with, especially with verse 20, where Joseph is almost at the end of his life. He's no, long, he's no longer young, but God has done something. But Joseph makes the statement, that which the enemy meant for my bad, God has turned it around for his good. 
I, I, you, I, I, I want you to get a hold of that. Because if we look at the life of Joseph, of, of Joseph it, it, it blesses me because I see a similarity in my own life. Right? And, and, and I want you to identify with the story this morning. Joseph is a young man and God gives him a dream. How many of you know that God has a dream for you? And his dream is that you come into a relationship with him. His dream is that you and I, as, as humanity, comes into reconciliation with him through the blood of his son. And so Joseph gets this amazing dream where he, he, he sees all of it. But he comes and he shares this dream with, with, with his brothers and they're like, what? You, you think we're going to bow down to you? And so the whole story moves forward where they, stay, they, 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 they grab him. They want to kill him. They don't kill him. He gets sold into slavery. But he goes through this journey. But the, the one thing that, that keeps Joseph positive is his trust in what God has said. His trust and his hope in what God has said. Joseph went into prison. He sat in prison. He didn't, he didn't do anything wrong, but he has become a prisoner. Yet even in the prison, he is joyful and he wants to be used by God. And God uses him there. Then he's made, it, he, he's made uh, 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 the, the king's second in charge. And then stuff happens there. And then he's, he's thrown back into prison. Stuff is just hectically wrong in this guy's life. But he held on. Friends... Let us hold on to the promises of God this morning. No matter what you may be going through, let us hold on to the promises of God because God has spoken a sure thing over our lives. Now, because Joseph chose to hold on to this, God exalted him. God exalted him and he became the prince of Egypt. The prince of Egypt where he, God used him then to provide because there was a famine that was coming in. And he used him to provide for the necessities that needed to happen there. Joseph left this earth as someone who was close with God. You know what? Joseph left a legacy. Come on. I, I don't know about you, but, but, but my desire is to leave a legacy not for myself, but for Jesus. Amen. Where people, when, when they say, you remember that guy, Leon? Like, no, that man loved God. Like, that man lived his life for God. And so very quickly, in my life, I remember growing up and being drawn into, you see, I knew God, I, within me, I knew that there was a God. But I did not come to know him. Are you understanding me this morning? I, I, I was still very young. And you see, the enemy, the enemy will do whatever he can to try and distract you. And so, as a family who was a broken family, mom and dad being divorced, the enemy threw us into complete poverty. But that poverty threw us into a place where we thought crime was the answer. That was a lie from the enemy. But in the midst of all of this, even though my brother and I went into a life of crime and we did very bad things to people, which we're not going to get into this morning, but we hurt people and we murdered people and we, and, 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 and we did stuff that, is, that I'm not proud of this morning. But you see, God in his goodness and his faithfulness, he still had his hand upon me. Because there was a time when it came where God placed a question in my heart. Why are you here on earth? 
And, and, and this is a question I want to ask each of us this morning. Why do you think you are here? Like, like for some of us, we think we're here to find a nice wife or find a nice husband, finish your schooling. Uh, I did that in wrong order, but anyway. <laughs> uh, get married, have kids, do all of these things, and then my life is over. Guys, that is not the meaning of life. That is only just a part of what happens. The, 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 the main thing for life is when I came into a relationship with Jesus. I was about to get sentenced for 25 years in prison where Jesus broke into my life. And he showed me how much he loved me even on the basis of everything that I have done. My sin was not too black for him to forgive. Which is something I struggled with. And maybe some of you this morning are struggling with the forgiveness of God. I want you to know that the Bible clearly tells us in the book of 1 John, chapter 1, verse 8, that if you confess your, your sins to him, he is faithful enough to forgive you and to forget your sins no longer. This is the God that we, this is the God I'm talking about. And, and, and when God did that work in my life, it changed my life completely. It cha- I, didn't, I didn't want to be a part, because why? He had taken me out of the kingdom of darkness where I was blind, and he brought me into a kingdom of light where my eyes were open. And for the first time in my life, I realized the life I had been living was a life that was a lie. And, it, and the enemy had me in his trap. But no longer I was set free from the trap. God wants to set us free from the traps that we are in this morning. Right? right. It, and, and it may be... It, and the traps may be different for each and every one of us. I know I was an alcoholic. I was, I was a drug addict. But in a second, God set me free. I, just, like, like I, I, I am not against rehab, uh, uh, rehabilitation centers. I feel that they're good. And I'm not speaking against them. Hear me this morning. I didn't need to go there. Jesus did a work in me. He knew that I, need, that he, he knew I needed breakthrough. And he broke through. And we can trust him this morning to break through in your life. But my story does not end there. Because then Jesus led me, led me along and now it was my life with Christ. This was in 1998 when I got saved. I'm, uh, I'm 44 now. So that tells you how long ago that was. It was just over 20 years. But then God blessed me with a wife. My life in Christ. And he brought this beautiful woman, and, and, and I almost messed it up. But God, in his mercy, he restored the whole process, and, and I regretted what I had done. So very quickly, I, the first time I went to see my wife, I went there drunk. I had backslidden at that moment, but I went there drunk. And when I saw her, man, my heart weeped inside because I thought I messed this thing up because I knew inside this woman is going to be my wife. And there's a possibility I could have messed it up. But God... God came through and he's like, don't worry, we're going to work this thing out. You messed up, but I'm going to work this thing out for you. <laughs> Hallelujah, we got married a few years later. <laughs> God was on my side. And God is with us this morning. And, 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 and the Lord has blessed us with two beautiful girls. Lashandra is here with us this morning. But our, uh, and, and our younger girl, Gabriella, is back home with her mom, as I, as I shared earlier on. But has life been easy? No. It's been up and down. But as a family, we stand together looking to Jesus as our rock. 
and, 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 and he's led us. And, 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 and as time went on, I always had this thing within me that God was calling me into full-time ministry because God had given me some dreams. Where I, it was three dreams over three nights where I dreamt I was doing a funeral, I was preaching in a church, and then I was, I was uh, doing a wedding. And I knew, I woke up that morning and I knew God was calling me to full-time ministry. And I was like, Lord, I want to get in now. And he's like, no, 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 you're not ready. You're going to mess my people up. And so it took me... <laughs> It took me about eight years. Like, guys, this is, you, you see, there's, there's no rush in the kingdom of God. And, and, for, and sometimes for us as humanity, we want to rush things. And so God gives us a word, and we feel the word must happen now. But God is saying, wait. Just be patient. Allow me to lead you. Embrace the word. Let's, let's partner in this thing together so I can see the fulfillment of this. And so it took me almost 10 to 12 years to really step in fully. To what I felt God had called me into. And is where I stepped into starting to lead a church. My wife and I. Man, was I happy. I was like, come on. Now, 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 now I've arrived. But little did I know, it wasn't even caught away. And so God gave us grace in leading that church for just over 10 years in a little town called Harding. But in the, but, but in the process, God was already manufacturing something else. And so Paul and I, I'm sure many of you would know Paul Simpson. Uh, Paul and I had been friends over 20 years. So it was at the time when I got saved and, and God did something between us where we, we never parted. And so even the church that I led, it was a church that he had planted. And so he called me and he said, Leon, I want you to take over here. But God was working something out. And what he was working out was Issachar Alliance. And God knew that, that these men, I am setting them up and I'm training them. I'm taking them on a course with me because... I don't want them only to look inward, meaning locally. I want to lead them into the nations. And that's how Issachar came, came to be. We, we were a part of other different things and stuff, but when God said, now it's time for you to fly on your own, is where Issachar Alliance came into being. And we've been running for a couple of years now, but God has done some amazing things. I said, you know, I even forgot about all of that. I'm so sorry. I had pictures at the back, and I got so caught up in the message. But anyway... You can just let them roll, it's fine. <laughs> God has opened up nations before us. That's my family, by the way. Uh, you can let the other one roll. My wife and my youngest daughter. That's that handsome guy on the side. His name is Leon. And Chanel, <laughs> Chanel on the side. Uh, you can flip. This Issachar. Now, there is a, there is a group of, of four of us. That's Gareth, who is, who is one of the leaders with us, with his wife, Nikki. You know who's that. Yes. And see what he's got in his hand. Uh, yet he tells me to stop drinking Coke. <laughs> That's Paul, uh, who's married to Shannon. That's Colin and Pam. Colin and Pam are actually from the UK, but, but they're with us in South Africa. And, be, and they've been there for a couple of years now. Um, okay, so let's hold on there. And so that's our team. Together with my wife and I, that's the Isika team, the Isika support team, where we, we support what God is doing in the nations that he has opened up to us. So this picture here is a guy by the name of Calmito and his wife, Benita. They are in Mozambique, and they, they, God has so anointed this man where he, he oversees over 140 churches at the moment. And it is growing because why his heart, he wants to get more into the north, into the north, into the refugee camps and stuff. And so we get, we have the opportunity because this is our brother. Kalmito is not a colleague 
<laughs> to us. Calmito and Bonita are our, they, they are our friends. He has stayed in my home. I've stayed in his home. I see who he is. We, we, we live life together for the glory of Jesus, for gospel advance. And so we get the opportunity as Isika Alliance, not just to be friends only, but to also support these guys in what they are doing. Can we have the next one? I don't know who put that, that, uh, that circle. I think it was the guys at the back, but that was not me. But this is a group that's in Pakistan. This is a family that we're working with. And Paul and I had the opportunity about a year and a half ago of going into Pakistan. Like, guys, I want you, like, I want you to get a hold of this. You and I don't know what persecution is. We, we think when we lose a job, it's being you're being persecuted. And, and yes, maybe, I, I don't want to downplay those things, but I'm talking about real Christian persecution. Is what these guys are actually facing on like a daily basis. In Zenus's family, both of his uncles, which are his father's brothers, they were murdered with a hammer because of their faith in Jesus Christ. They were taken out in the middle of the road. Zenus and them have been chased and followed by people who are wanting to kill them. A few weeks ago, his dad and his mom, together with, 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 with a few of their leaders, were coming back from a meeting where they had their car stoned. Like, these guys are living in desperate situations. But you know what their response is? We will continue. And guys, we get to be a part of that. You get to be a part of that. You, get, you, you, you may never go to Pakistan because maybe you are scared to go there. And that is all right. But not all of us have to go there physically. But we can be with them in other ways. You can pray for them. And you can support them in whichever way that the Lord leads you to. This is, this is a young man. He's, I think he's, if, you know, his names confuse me. Jin. But he, how old do you think he is? 12, 13. <laughs> he's 16 years old. Right? He has just been trained. In Myanmar, to go in an unreached people group. It's 99% Buddhist. He might, we, we might never see him again. You and I may never see him. We may have a photo of him. But the Lord has once again opened up a door for us to partner with these guys. Can, can you flip the next one? Because I think the next, oh, okay, I, 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 must, I, I mix it up, but it's fine. You can leave this one here. But the guy who, who, who we're working with, his name is Ong. And, and God supernaturally partnered us together. Ong is our brother. We love that man. We have never seen one another physically in, in a room. But he's our brother. And we know that God has partnered us. And we had the opportunity of doing training like online training with them in sending these young men and women out to go and see the gospel advance. The reality of it, as I said, is that they, we, they, we might never ever see them again. But they have gone with the fire in their hearts that they want to see people being saved for the glory of Jesus. 
This is, this is where I'm involved in. It's, it's, it's in Zanzibar. Zanzibar is 98% Islam. Uh, they also face persecution there where buildings get broken down. People get beaten for their faith. God has opened up that door where, where, where we can go once again. And I'm using this word. We go and be a support towards what God is doing. That's, 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 in, uh, that's also in Mozambique. This is in Tanzania on the far north or east side. But, but guys, I just brought these pictures up so that you can see what God is doing. It's not about anything that we are doing or we're trying to do. It's all that God has orchestrated and all that he has called us to be a part of. Now, when I look at my life, a criminal in the world system has now turned missionary, if you want, to see the gospel advance. Isn't our God good? I would have never thought for a single moment in my life that God would do a wonder through me. But you know what? God can do and he wants to do that wonder through you also this morning. He wants to work so deeply within us that the gospel goes out. And God has given us these things in order that we fulfill the mandate that he has given us. And my last point being is our future with Christ. In Revelation chapter 7 verse 9, it reads, And behold, I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, from every nation, from every tribe, from every people and language, standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. Friends, this is what we're living for as Issachar Alliance. This is what we are living for to see. We, we want to be a part of that. Where One day when we get there, someone will say, Man, you, do you know you came and you, you shared a message with us? Or you came and you shared your life with us? And you came and you ate with us? And God did something in us that now we are here. Now we are here at the foot of Jesus. Like this is humbling. Like this is... This is humbling, and that's why we don't take it lightly. Like what God has done in my life personally, I don't take lightly. I would have been in prison for the rest of my life. Or I would have either lost my life. Someone would have killed me because I had enemies out there. But here I am today, standing in Montana, preaching the word of God. And telling you that Jesus loves you. But you see, in order for this to happen, in order that these tribes and these different nations and languages, in order that we see all of that happening, guys, we are called into something. That's why Matthew 28 is not true only for the leader. Are you hearing me this morning? Sometimes people hide behind the fact that Matthew 28, which is the Great Commission, is only for the church leaders. It's not for me. I, I'm, I'm happy where I am. Just leave me alone. I've got my sort of my ticket into heaven. Leave me. I'm fine. Guys, if Matthew 28 is for believers. If you are a believer here this morning, if you have surrendered your heart and your life to Jesus, Matthew 28 is true for you. Because Matthew 28 tells us that all authority... On heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus. He now gives it to us to do what? Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Not just your own nation. 
of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and then teaching them to obey. This is a call for the church. This is a call for you and me. In order that we can share in what's going to happen one day. Where we're going to be amongst the Indians and the Somalians and the Ethiopians and the South Africans and the Montanans and the Americans. And, the where, and whichever ends there are will be there before the throne of God. And we have an opportunity, you have an opportunity to be a part of that, to be a part of that. You don't have to be an evangelist. You don't have to be a pastor or a teacher or an apostle. You just have to be a believer. Friends, this is what it's about. I don't know where you are, and I'm closing right now. I don't know where you are, but Jesus is knocking upon your door this morning. And he's knocking in different ways. He's knocking because he wants to give you salvation. He's knocking because he's calling you off from being on that fence. He's knocking this morning because he wants to revive your heart again. Because you may have lost that passion and that desire when you first got saved. You know what I'm talking about. He wants to reignite that passion and desire to serve him with everything that you have. Where are you? Are you hearing that knock this morning? Are you hearing that knock upon your heart? And guys, this is, I'm not speaking condemnation here. This is the grace of God. This is the grace of God. He, he does not treat us the way our sins deserve. But he, he's gently knocking because he wants to draw us. He wants to set us free. I feel for some of us this morning, we, 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 we are held by chains. There are chains that are, that are binding us that we can't move. You're almost feeling like you're in a prison. You love Jesus, but it's almost like you can't move. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free, says Galatians chapter 5. Never again to be held on by a yoke of slavery. Never again. That's a promise. God wants to set us free this morning. And so, friends, what I want to do this morning is that I want to offer you an opportunity to respond to that. Where, in whichever door the Lord is knocking, whether you have never surrendered your heart to him, I want you to respond to him this morning by giving your heart to him. Whether he's knocking upon the door of where you are, you are seated on that fence and he's saying, my son or my daughter, jump off that fence and come fully onto me. Whether it is you're feeling you, he's knocking on the door because you have backslid a bit and you, and you went back into the world. The world drew you. You have not lost your salvation, by the way. He just want, he wants you to come back to where you left. But at the same time, He's knocking upon the door because he wants to heal some of us physically in our bodies this morning. Jesus wants to heal. And we, I have seen him. I, I have seen him heal people physically in their bodies. And it humbles me every single time. Because this is the, this is the God that we serve. And so I'm going to call out a few things. And after that, whichever door the Lord has knocked upon... I want to welcome you to come forward. All right? Okay, and so 
Some of the things I feel that God wants to heal this morning is, is you, you may be experiencing stomach pains or, 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 or there's some stomach issues that you are facing. I don't know what it is, right? There, there is someone who has pain in your forearm, but it's, but it's, 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 it's like almost underneath this, this part. There's like pain running somewhere along there. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's, there's someone who has pain by your heel. Your heel, especially your heel. There's, there's a, like when you walk, you feel like this. There's almost like a pin that's poking you there. It looks like my heel is very bigger. <laughs> it is, by the way. There's someone who is struggling with insomnia. You, you're struggling to sleep. Um, you, you hardly get enough sleep at night. And then the last one that I had was someone who is struggling with depression. Like depression has so taken root in your life that it's planning to destroy you. Right? Those are the five things in terms of the healing side of, of stuff that I feel God wants to heal this morning. But that doesn't mean if you're sick this morning that we're not going to pray for you. We would still love to pray for you. All right? And because God didn't single out your thing, it doesn't mean he does not love you. He, he loves us all equally. So, guys, um, can we get a, our guitarist up or something? Or, or, or is the music going to be playing at the back? So we're going to have some music playing softly at the back. The prayer team is, is going to come up. Uh, but if God has spoken to you in any of those areas, can I welcome you? To come forward in order that we can trust God to do something this morning in your life. That you leave here not the way you came in. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Do you want to say something? Yeah. So, you, you see, this is, one thing that I've, this is one thing I've seen. Is that the enemy holds us back in fear. And we get robbed of what God wants to do. I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, not that I'm looking for numbers. I'm not looking for numbers for a whole lot of people to be standing here. No, no, no. I want the glory of God to be filled in this place. Because God wants to do a work in your life. And I would encourage you this morning, don't allow the enemy to stop you with fear. Don't allow that. Not for a moment. There is no one that is judging you. There is no one, there's none of us that are going to be judging you because of whatever and whatever. God wants to do that work. So we're going to take a moment and we're going to wait for you to come. Right? We can't force you, but we're going to wait for you to come. Yeah. This is a great opportunity for you to respond to the Holy Spirit. Tug it at your heart today. We want to pray for you. We want to trust God for healing and leading and breakthrough in your life. If you're not going to respond this morning, just lift these people up in prayer. They're, they're responding in courage. They're taking a step out, taking a risk. Pray for them where you sit this morning. Let's trust God for a great work this morning. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 says, All praise to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the source of every mercy and the God who comforts us. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When other, others are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us.
Even those of you that are praying up front here, is if you notice someone else you want to pray for, go. Don't don't hesitate to go over and pray with them. It doesn't matter what line you get in or who you get in front of. But also encourage you if you've never really surrendered your life to Jesus, or maybe it's been a long time. I want to encourage you now. Be a good time to step forward and respond to Him. We're just going to continue to minister for as long as it takes. Okay, if we have to be here all afternoon, we will. But for those of you that have kids in children's church, and you know, if you can go and retrieve them in the next couple of minutes, that'd be great. If you need to get on with your day, totally understand. You're welcome to go, or you're welcome to remain here and pray with us as well.